It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the combined careers of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.org. Kick back and enjoy another fun episode from these Android friend boys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. Now, here's your crew. Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto and Sally Kunders. And we're coming to you on Saturday the 18th of March 2023. On this week's show we have an announcement section and it's quite an exciting announcement section too. Our spotlight focuses on the quarterly platform release or QPR, what happened in the last feature drop and what you can expect in the beta for QPR quarter three. Uh, We have an app of the week from Sally, which uh, leads on from the quite exciting announcement section. And we have a tip of the week from John Dyer. Well, how are we all doing, folks? Are we, are we sporting any St. Patrick's Day hangovers? What about you, Austin? You're you're a man normally in the market for a hangover. Did you have a good St. Patrick's Day yesterday? Yeah, I had a very nice St. Patrick's Day. And the morning was not so good. But actually, the weather in Mumbai this week has been raining. And for, we don't have rain in March. So there is some change. And whenever it's not the summer season, I like that summer. But there has been a lot of lost to the crops and also that is not good but yeah it's a good relief i had a lot of guinness yesterday to help the irish celebrate st patrick's day it's not my beer of choice but i do think i ought to on uh, 17th of march as indeed everyone else should uh it was a, a fine evening and um there is a facebook post made of that evening with me pulling my wife's cheeks uh, which got quite a lot of reactions uh, and uh, our child got a Guinness hat, which I think is very good. One of those very big hats you can potentially pull down completely over your face if you want to. But uh, yeah, we got that in the pub. So uh, a lively night. Warren, did you have a lively drinking St. Patrick's Day night? That possibly isn't your style. No, it's not my style. But did you actually have your daughter wearing a Guinness hat? Are you introducing her early? Is that... What I hear. Yeah, she she oh, went she went funny. to her first pub at three days old. Uh, she, she she's been going to pubs a long time. Uh, the pub gave her the Guinness hat. It's not ours. Oh my goodness! Uh, but so but instead though, we had something at my church. We celebrating our twentieth anniversary of our church this week, and so uh, Thursday we were there, and yesterday and tomorrow Sunday is going to be the big celebration. So that's what's going on. But then, a couple of weeks ago, guys, I mentioned that I was ashamed to say that I still have my Christmas tree downstairs. And believe it, that thing is still there. So at this point, I think I'm going to wait till the end of March to take it out. That thing is bone dry. Other than that, we have great weather here. Um, Yesterday, we got up to 55 degrees. And my gosh, we rolled down the window because, oh. It was so nice. So wonderful thing happening. Oh, nice. Uh, we, di- we didn't have a church day today, but we did buy daughter her first proper Bible for her. We went to pick that up from the shop today, which is good. Uh, I think also if you leave your tree up beyond the 12th night, uh, tradition has it that you must leave it up till next Christmas. You can't then take it down. 
So you have to leave it there bone dry until you get a new tree and replace it. Uh, it's bad luck to take down a tree if you've left it up after the 12th night until the following Christmas. Uh, good thing we're not in the medieval ages, so I'm not perturbed about that. So I'll take that thing out in a couple of weeks and, and burn it for a fire. Uh, See, when, 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 when you originally said you were ashamed, I assumed you'd finally repented and disowned all your Fisher-Price devices, but uh, I guess that's not... No, uh, you can't get me to be ashamed of my uh, Fisher-Price Google phones. They're the best in the industry. They really aren't. Sally, what's going on? Well, uh, for this week, we are getting rain on and off. You know, beginning of March, it was really sunny and we were expecting a really warm March ahead, but now it's raining. So the whole week it was raining on and off. And for the Saturday morning, uh, it was raining. And right now it's raining too. So all about rain today. <laughs> Nice, yeah, we had a little bit of rain, nothing too perturbing, but enough to get a bit wet. And John Boy, how's Virginia? It's good here in Virginia. Um, my St. Patrick's Day was very uneventful. I <laughs> We didn't really celebrate. Um, there was a parade today that I had to skip to record the podcast, but I wasn't that excited about it anyway. But the weather's been... Pretty good. Yesterday was, uh, I think it was open the 60s. We had the windows open, so that was nice. Nice. Yeah, I think I think you did all right to skip a parade. If if it's not a bar, then I'm not interested. So uh, yeah, well well done to Mr. Parade. I think that's a good thing. This is the announcement segment of Blind Android Users Podcast. Stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast, surveys, and the latest news. Let's now turn to our announcement section. Austin, what have you got for us this week? So I want to thank our listener, Tom Hendrickson, for donating $20 to the podcast. And uh, a big thank you. And listeners, if you want to donate, you can donate via PayPal or buy me a coffee. Links, both the links will be in the show notes and also their links are on the homepage. So that is the donations part. The next part is, this is the birthday of our YouTube channel. So our YouTube channel is two years old. So, and we are at 882 subscribers. So thanks to our listeners for supporting the YouTube channel and keeping the subscription rate going. So do share the channel with your friends and the videos links to your friends that we may get more subscribers and the next is i think the biggest announcement i have ever announced we have launched an english app called accessible android this has come about with partnerships with accessible android site in english and the turkish site also so we have launched an app containing lots of information and salikundas will tell you more about the app. There is also an app demo that is our app of the week today. Thanks, Austin, and, and congratulations, Sally, for getting for getting that app out. It really would, I think, be a game changer. I, th- I think, though, it is, Austin, the second biggest announcement you've ever made because you once announced uh, an England win over India in the cricket and congratulated England, which I think is yeah. possibly bigger. 
but it was not an announcement it was uh, like my introduction oh okay i thought it was an announcement maybe no. maybe it was an introduction okay then yes this can be the biggest then i'm happy with that I don't think Austin wanted a second wave of colonization going on, uh, so he probably kind of withheld <laughs> held back on that one. Uh, but seriously, we want to thank you. Second wave, we're, we're still in charge. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, you're still in charge of Canada, but but not India. You know? the US. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Don't even go there. Uh, we, we, we made you think you did something in 1776, but it's all just, you know, it's all just lulling you into a false sense of security, you know, allowing you oh, to strike Paul Revere. Yeah. But I think that, ser- time the, that time the ink was uh, not as today, so the sign could have been rubbed off especially for our YouTube channel. Uh, happy birthday, little girl or little boy. Which one have we concluded it is? Is it a girl or a boy? I think it's non-binary. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think it, I, think it's, I think it has a fluid gender identity. I don't, I don't think it identifies yeah. as either. Okay. <laughs> but really, we want to thank you guys for making it what it is because it wouldn't have been what it is today if you guys are not patronizing it. So we ask that you help us cross that 1,000 or reach that 1,000 mark. Like I was saying, I want to see us reaching that 1,000 sometime in April. And so congratulations to our channel. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, guys. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to our channel. It's in the show notes. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. And now we turn to our spotlight section, and it's all about QPR. Yes, we focus on Queen's Park Rangers, that rather mediocre championship side from Shepherd's Bush in West London, uh, which has uh, had various TV documentaries made about it when the owner of Malaysian Airlines bought it for a little bit and tried to make them shoot to the big time. Oh, no, wrong, wrong Wikipedia entry. That's not the QPR we're actually talking about. Let me just do better on Wikipedia here. Ah, quarterly platform release. This looks more like it. Um, uh, the quarterly platform release, you'll be aware, or you may not be, is a uh, is 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 a feature drop that uh, comes every quarter. And the latest uh, uh, quarterly platform release two for Android thirteen uh, dropped this month. And Warren, I'm going to hand over you to talk about this. But before I do that, could you could you just tell us in a little bit more detail what the quarterly platform releases are and are every android phone uh will every android phone get them or is it purely a pixel thing thank you ed so the qpr quarterly program releases is something that google started back in 2019 with the introduction of the pixel 4 and ever since we've seen that and Mostly, these things are usually for the Pixel phones, yet some things get trickled to other devices in the process. But most of the features are mainly found on the Pixel devices, those that qualify. And talking about which ones qualify, we're talking about anything from the Pixel 4a to the Pixel 7 Pro. Those are the qualifying Pixel phones. 
and then we'll talk about some of the features that have actually trickled down to some other devices, to non-Pixel devices. But so the QPR program begins though every December. And so the first one we had was in December. And uh, then the second one we had is the one that just dropped on the 13th of this March. So that's uh, QPR2. The next one will be dropping in June. And the last one is in September. And in between those months, we have the betas. So if you noticed, is that we have had the QPR2 beta up to like three betas for the QPR2. And so this Monday release, the 13th of March release, makes it uh, the final uh, drop. And if you are not in the program, you'll get that as a security patch, part of the security patch, but it's usually bigger than your regular typical monthly security patch because it brings a lot of uh, features to it. So if you're not in the beta, then you'll see that. But if you are in the beta, you see what is going to be coming in. Uh, For instance, if you were in the beta, you would have seen what the feature drop or the QPR2 would be bringing when it's finalized. So that's what that is all about. And so you don't have to be in the beta, but if you want to, you can join that so you can have early access and have like basically a preview of what is coming when it becomes finalized. Does that mean, so, Warren, that uh, for the, the the QPR when it drops to everyone, does that mean that, that month's security patch can be a little bit delayed from, say, the 1st or the 5th of the month if, if the QPR didn't drop till the 13th of March? Or would you essentially get two security patches? It's important you mentioned that, yes, that happens. And, like, for example, this month, usually it happens like the first Monday of the month or whatever, and this uh, month, though, it didn't come through till the 13th, and people were beginning to worry as to what was going on. And as I speak, for some reason, the Pixel 6 series did not get it. And so um, it, it's very interesting that the Pixel 6 didn't get it. Uh, and some people on the subreddit, the Google subreddit, uh, saying it's going to be dropping in on the, um, on the 20th. So, like, when is the 20th? Is that Monday or is that, yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's Monday, Monday, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it didn't show up. So, that is part of your security patch. And, but it's like I said, it's always more than a security patch. And so, when I pull out my uh, Pixel 6, sure enough, it wasn't there. But then, funny enough, on the 15th, which we are going to be talking about, uh, QPR 3 beta. Uh, my Pixel 6 got that QPR3 beta 1 for some reason. And I went ahead and installed it anyway. So I'm going to see what will happen on Monday uh, <laughs> if Google is going to say, hey, we made a mistake and uh, it's going to roll that back and, and send me the regular um, finalized QPR. But if you join the beta, that means your phone is perpetually in a beta. So if you don't like betas, then you don't, have to enroll. So someone who is running a QPR2 beta 2 who was running it and had a pixel with a 5G chip, that time pixel was 5G compliant in India, 
But now, if you are not running the beta and you got the QPR, then your phone is 5G compatible, even if you are not running the beta. So for non-US bands of 5G, your devices are 5G compatible. So Pixel phones should be 5G compatible around the world. Good news, good news for uh, uh, Pixel owners uh, worldwide. So let's have a look. Uh, one thing that's quite funny, uh, uh, just on the, the QPRs and uh, my frivolous reference to the West London Football Club, uh, Warren, you mentioned that quarterly platform releases for Android had debuted in 2019, which makes this the fourth year that they will have been in existence. And the TV documentary about the badly run West, Football, uh, West London Football Club was called The Four-Year Plan if anyone wants to Google that. So we are at the same stage uh, now in this particular QPR, the quarterly platform release, as we were with the other one when the documentary was made. So, Ed, if your thing is a four-year plan, does that mean that thing in West London has come to an end, or is it still going to continue? Uh, and what <laughs> name would it get? <laughs> so, so, so the West London, London four-year plan was, was a little longer ago. They, they had an idea that uh, QPR, that this, this soccer club, could go from uh, relative obscurity to basically conquering the world in four years. Uh, they got some rich owners. They got a steel magnate and the chief exec of Malaysian Airlines to buy them. And they decided that they were so confident that they would they would they would make a documentary about how all of this was going to work. And needless to say, it didn't work. It all went very badly wrong. And so it, it, it flopped. <laughs> it flopped. Okay. Yeah, it flopped. So, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's even not even a Fisher Prize. It's worse than a Fisher Prize. Right? Oh yeah, this is a, this is a Fisher Prize. This is uh, Alcatel. Alcatel. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, does Alcatel. anyone have an Alcatel phone? I used to have one. Actually, maybe a no. couple of them. <laughs> <don't have laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> they were not oh, bad phones, dear. though. I, I don't know what happened to Alcatel. You know. still one exists. of my, one still of my office phones. phone has. No, one of my office phone with... has the phone. Yeah, they still exist. They still yeah. exist, but I haven't seen them producing anything, though. Are they? they go with... no. They go with TLC, you know. Uh, they work with TLC to produce smartphones. Oh, yeah. Are they the yeah. TLC uh, brand name? TLC is oh, quite, yeah, quite that's popular right. in yes, Turkey. No, you yeah, know? you yeah. are right. Yeah, so yeah. they're there. Alcatel, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> well, thanks uh, for the update about your QPR there in West London, Ed. But let's get back to a uh, serious Android discussion and look at some of the new features. John, is there anything you're particularly excited about in this uh, uh, QPR release? Well, the one thing that I f- kind of find interesting is that now when you uh, set a timer on a Google Assistant device, so like a Google Home speaker, um, you'll be able to see the timer on your home screen in the at-a-glance section of your home screen. So you know, that thing you can't remove from the Pixel Launcher is becoming a little bit more useful. So that's definitely a good thing. I particularly like that too, John, because if I set an alarm, a timer rather, on my home thing in the kitchen and I'm out in the back. Now we're talking about summer is coming to shine and I'm out there in the back. I have my phone in my pocket or whatever. I'm going to get that notification that that thing that I'm cooking there that I want to bring out there for the barbecue is done. Uh, So I kind of like that whole idea of having that 
being a cross um, device so that you are not tied to just one device. So uh, why Google didn't think of this a long time ago, but at least I'm glad it's here now. And it's a very beautiful implementation. I like that idea. And on that, do you know if you can, well, the list might have been fixed a while ago, but the last time I tried to get it, it wouldn't work. Can you set uh, a voice timer with Google Assistant on your phone now? Or do you have to go into a clock app and do it? No, you can set a timer using your voice. Yeah. I, I um, set a timer with my voice all the time. Because I remember when I tried to do that, Admittedly, not very recently. It just said it wasn't supported and it wouldn't do it. Now, were you doing that on the cat for some oh, reason? No, no, this maybe? is a while back, so, so it may well have been fixed in a in, in a previous <laughs> a previous but, thing. But that was dropped. that was that on the cat or was that on no the... before that? Before oh, that. before the cat. Uh, okay, nah. So possibly yeah, on a OnePlus phone. Yeah, okay. okay. No, it, because that's very work. annoying. You should try it again and see what happens. Uh, it does work. I will. I might try it right now, in fact. Okay, Google. Set a one-minute timer. Yeah, seems to have done it. There we go. Uh -huh, there fixed. you go. So that's good. There we are. Yeah. The next item, though, that is also part of this QPR, which is also called the feature drop, is the Health Connect. I think we talked about this earlier, most especially on our email group when Google announced this, and I know we talked about it. Now, it's part of this feature drop. So if you have a Pixel phone, this is going to be on your phone. And what does it mean when I talk about the Health Connect? So it's basically like a hub, uh, which basically wants to be the hub for the connecting apps that, you know, any app that has uh, health sharing or whatever, um, they will be managed by this Health Connect app. So you don't have to install several other apps in order to be able to uh, get their usefulness. So this is a good thing. And now it's part of this feature drop. That's pretty cool, I think. And that's a good thing. The next item, and I think this is probably someone like Austin would be the one that would love this one. And you guys overseas, you use dual SIM, and that's the one we're talking about here. The third item is the dual eSIM uh, for the Pixel 7 and Pixel 7 Pro. Now, you know, they support that dual SIM. So if you have uh, a SIM that is uh, eSIM, and, but you have two uh, providers, you can now have both of them active and you can switch between them at will. And so it's nice to see that that now has become part of this uh, feature drop. Is it supported on the Pixel 6a? No, it's only for the Pixel 7 series. But, you know, like I said, some of these things eventually trickle down to other uh, devices, older devices. And so I don't see why it wouldn't be uh, coming to the Pixel 6 series. So what would happen then? Do you effectively choose whether one of your physical slots becomes an eSIM slot? Is that how that works? No, so if you have a, if you have a physical SIM in there, 
then it means you will have threesomes in your phone because it has the capability of supporting two eSIMs. So if you have an additional physical SIM card in there, then you have three. And I think that will be a win-win situation for people in countries that sometimes connectivity is not there on one provider at some place, and then you have to switch SIMs and things like that. And that's the reason why you notice that overseas, outside of the U.S., uh, a lot of countries have phones that have double SIMs, and we don't have that here in the States. But we now have this eSIM, I could maybe go out and get something like uh, some other burner stuff and yeah. see if I can play with it. We need to keep all the three sims active or only one or two because last time I switched to an eSIM, it told me only one sim can be active at the same time, not both. Well, so here's how the thing works, though. And the thing that Google implemented, and I think we talked about that here either on our podcast or on the email um, a little while ago, is that it will auto-switch between, if it determines that one of them has better connectivity, then it will automatically switch for you so you don't have to manually go switch to say, hey, uh, I'm having a better connection with Verizon, so I'm going to switch to Verizon, or if you're in the... UK, say you have EE or Vodafone or something like that, you could uh, say, hey, I want to switch to EE or something else. But this is intelligent enough to notice which one has a better connectivity and it will switch on for you. But you can't uh, have both active at the same time in the sense that, uh, you know, when it comes to data, you can have both active at the same time. You'll have to choose which one it is, or if it determines which one is, uh, uh, you know, stronger, then it'll switch to it. But if you have two and someone calls your other number on the other one, it should ring you. So the last time I did that, I switched to an eSIM. Only one SIM was active, so only a person could just call me on one number, and then I had to make the other one active if I wanted that one to be active. So they could not call me on both the numbers. Like if a person wants to call me on one carrier and the person, other person has a number of other carriers, so that one carrier will be soon as switched off. So that was the problem that was happening last time. Okay, so maybe it's an Indian thing. You know, each country implements it differently, but I know, you know, uh, people who have dual SIM phones, if you call them on the non-active, non-data active number, as long as they have it in there, it should ring through. So that's how this thing is supposed to work. Yeah, you always have a constant connection, not the data connection, but text and calls on all all the SIMs that are active in your phone. So like, and even if you, so if somebody calls you on either number, it should ring, same with text messages. And when you go to make a call or send a text message, there's actually a little drop down where you can, choose which number you're sending that message from before you hit send. Yeah. And, and I think I might have even done a video telling you how you can configure that and uh, change it uh, back in the day. Uh, well, what's quite interesting about my Xiaomi is that it, it doesn't quite have the flexibility that having two eSIMs does on the Google thing, but it has one physical SIM slot, and then it lets you choose whether your second SIM is physical or e. So that there is a space for a second SIM card, but equally you can set that up as an eSIM if you want to, but then the, the second physical SIM won't work. That's really interesting, but that's a nice uh, 
implementation, though, because at least you can uh, enable eSIM if you wanted to, if you have a service carrier that, that has SIM cap- uh, eSIM capability. Yeah, for sure. What else do we like in this QPR? Any, anyone got any other features they want to talk about? So the next item that we have here would be the direct my call, something that came with the Pixel 6 or maybe Pixel 7. And the whole idea is that you are going to be able to know what the menus are. And I think we've talked about this uh, earlier, but now it's coming to other devices as well so that uh, you don't have to wait to to hear for uh, uh, the Fisher-Price Department, press 2, for the West London, whatever, press uh, five, things like that. You will see those right there on the screen. So you can just jump uh, through uh, to the one that you want instead of listening through all of those menus. And I think that's a very good feature, most especially when you call those businesses and they put you on hold or tell you, hey, you know, uh, first listen carefully to what we have and all of that cuts down on that clutter. I think that'll be really good efficiency-wise, won't it? Uh, a good addition that that has trickled down to uh, lower model Fisher prices. I think I think that will uh, help because having to key in that sort of stuff is is quite tedious and time-consuming. Have you tried to use it with TalkBack? Does it work well? I tried it some time ago when I got my Pixel Seven. Yeah, it it did work for me. And it, the business, I think this is only like in the U.S. for starters, though. I think so. I don't, I'm not sure on that, but I, I'm almost positive that's what it is. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. The next one is the night side. And the night side photography is now coming down also to the pixel uh, six series, so it's they're there, but it's now faster and 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 better. And so, if you have a Pixel Six series, you're going to be getting this one as well. The next item that is down to every Pixel is the Magic Eraser, and this is something that was announced, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but now is part of this feature drop. And the good news about this is that it's even available on your older Pixel devices going down to as low as the Pixel 4a. And these, besides some other minor changes, and there are like 46 security uh, patches or exploits that were patched alongside with this. So uh, it's a big one. The last item or one of the last major items that we have will be the fall detection that came to the Pixel Watch and is also part of this feature drop. You can also set that fall detection either from your watch or from the watch app directly on your phone. And so it's a very important uh, feature, isn't it, Austin, that fall detection? Yeah, it is very important, especially, you know, when you drink too much and you fall down, it will detect that you've fallen and it will call, call your uh, contacts and they can come and pick you up exactly and so if you have a pixel watch uh you could check that out and uh and that would be the last uh big um feature besides all those minor ones that come in there 
and, and a pretty good good uh, set of features, I think, for you uh, uh, owners of such handsets. I hope that has been useful. Uh, and some things there, uh, I think, definitely uh, good. The timers, the uh, the Sims, and the, uh, the the direct call stuff might be a particular application. I think so. Do you check those out? See what you think. And we mentioned already that uh, QPR three uh, beta one is available. Um, a link to sign up for that will be in the show notes. Do we know anything about that yet, Warren? Anything? Uh, uh, been revealed? Have you installed it? Oh, no, you haven't yet, have you? Oh, you have. You have installed it. You're just waiting to see if you get rolled back again. Indeed, Ed, I have installed that QPR 3 Beta 1, and for some reason, as I mentioned at the beginning about the QPR 2 final release, that wasn't in there for the Pixel 6 series. But for some odd reason, on Wednesday, the 15th, when Google pushed out this QPR3 Beta 1, it showed up for the Pixel 6. So I let it installed. And so I don't know what is going to happen uh, when it comes time for them to actually push the uh, QPR2. Now, talking about the QPR3, though, here's some of the things that we find. And like I said earlier on, this gives you a preview of what is coming in June. And more are going to be added, but at least gives you an idea of what is going to be coming with the QPR3 drop in June. And so if you are a part of the beta, the beta rolled out on the 15th, like I said. And so some of the things that we're seeing here is the animation. The first thing, and sighted people like those animations, has to do with the animations. For instance, when you swipe up, you go to all apps, and this happens when you're using your navigational gesture. When you swipe up to go to all apps or the app store, what you notice, the animation is that uh, usually the, um, the search field shows up first before the keyboard shows up, but they fix that to where they show up at the same time simultaneously. So that has been fixed in this uh, QPR3 Beta 1 and that's the change that we see there. The second one is the transient taskbar. And I'm talking about uh, foldables and tablets. And in order to be able to use this, though, one would have to be uh, using the gesture navigation. And this, though, requires the use of that gesture system navigation if you want to be able to use it. So in other words, you need to go into your system and make sure you're not using the three-button navigation. That's when you're going to be able to see that transient uh, thing uh, working. And to enable it, though, it has to be through the developer mode. And uh, right now it's not active, but the XDA guy that likes to go into all of these things, Mr. Mishal Rahman, uh, has shown this, and we will put in uh, the Twitter URL there in our show notes so you can see it if you want to be able to see how it works for the foldables and the tablets. I think it's very interesting that this QPR is scheduled to be released in June, and that's also when it's rumored that Google will be releasing both the Pixel Fold and the Pixel tablet. So just in time for those devices is when these features are going to be added. Makes perfect sense. 
That's a very good observation, John, because the rumor has it that uh, the Pixel Fold may be coming in June. So there's no better time than having this thing drop in June. So Google iOS coming out in May. And then, of course, these things are not going to start shipping till June. So perfect time for those things to have it. So if you're looking forward to having or buying uh, the Pixel Fold, uh, maybe, John, are you going to be getting the Pixel phone, uh, fo- Fold phone so we can unbox it? Of course it? he is. Well, if I mean, not, I, I think have I would get it. it. I have to okay. do it for the good of the podcast, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought you might do it, and if you don't, I would, and then send it back home to Mama, you know, after a few weeks of playing with it or whatever. Because I'm not into the fault, uh, to be honest. Um, But if there's anything that kind of makes me like it, it's like if I'm getting mad at someone, I want to hang up, I just want to just slam that thing and call over you know <laughs> uh, but you you won't be able to do that on the fold because it's a tablet style one so i don't I think if you fold it over. It hang it up yeah it wouldn't let me fold it over to end the call <laughs> i don't think so you could do it for dramatic effect but you'd still you'd still have to double tap with two fingers <laughs> after ah, you closed it that's bad because <laughs> I tell you, that was the thing I liked about the flip. You know, someone giving you a bad time, you just slap that thing down. Bye-bye, baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, does, does TPR3 Beta 1 fix that really big bug on the pixels, though? You know the one I mean? <laughs> It's that bug where it's supposed to be a good phone and it really isn't. Like, have they fixed that in this QPR beta, uh, 3 beta 1? Oh, that cannot never be fixed. <laughs> uh, I feared you'd say that. Uh, uh, guys, don't worry. Don't listen to Ed. Uh, uh, he's just a knucklehead. Let's talk about the next item, right, uh, for the QPR um, that's coming up in, in June, the QPR3 the beta. The next item, though, here has to do with the wallpaper. And again, um, this is for people who can see. So uh, during the preview mode, you can see the whole background, and thus you can see if this is what I want to use, then you, you you choose it. If not, move on to the next one. So that's the one thing that is, is coming to um, this one is showing up here in this uh, beta one. The other one has to do with, you know, how it is that when you long press on an item, you see the, um, we have things like, notif- um, I'm sorry, things like shortcut, uh, info, and things like that. Now they are going to be like in boxes. And I think that's probably going to be better because it gives you more information and stuff. And you can just click on it to expand it and go into it and all of that. So that's part of what is going to be coming in with this other one. So besides that, um, this is just the first one. So there may be some other ones because we'll have, you know, April, May, and then, you know, June. And now and then they do um, little increments before that. Look forward to that. If you are in the beta, you can keep an eye out on those for those ones. But like I said, once you enroll in these things though, you can always unenroll, for example, 
if you got the featured job and you are part of the beta and you don't want to be part of it anymore, then you unenroll before the next one comes through. Because if you don't, then if you unenroll after that, then it's going to be erasing or deleting your stuff and wiping your stuff. So you want to unenroll if you don't want to be part of the beta. And just for clarification, this QPR3 actually is uh, the final QPR3 or QPR, you know, even though they're released quarterly, there's only three because obviously in September is when the next version of Android will drop. So this is kind of finishing all the features that they're going to be adding to Android 13. They'll release that in June. And then, of course, after that, it's all looking forward towards Android 14. So I think that will do it, though, for us, for the QPR 3. And I think that's all that we have. There are a lot of other minor changes in there, but um, these are the most important ones. Thanks, Warren. Coming up next, our app of the week, in which we show you how to use the app and review its accessibility. You can submit your recording for this segment. Email it to us at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. And now we move to our app of the week. And we return to the thing we trailed in our announcement section. And it's the very exciting news that Sally's accessible Android app, his initiative from Turkey, initiative from Turkey is now available in English. And Sally will demonstrate the app of the week for us now. Hi, everyone. It's Sally from Accessible Android talking to you from Turkey. In this recording, I'm going to demonstrate the app Accessible Android, which is now available on Google Play Store. We were asking for your donations and you were so kind and generous enough to offer us your donations. We worked hard and the app is now live on Google Play. In this recording, I'm going to show you what you can have in this app and uh, going to be a short demonstration about the contents of the app and let's go. In this recording, I'm going to use my Samsung Galaxy S21 FE running Android 13 and for speech engine I'm going to use Samsung TTS US Voice Female. Let's go. I'm on my home screen and let me click on Accessible Android. Accessible Android. Accessible Android. Accessible Android. Open navigation drawer button. So when you first run the app, you're going to see the navigation drawer. Let's see what's inside. Menu. Login. You can log in if you want to create an account and uh, submit a content or you want to browse on your forum. Podcast. You can go ahead and listen to the blind Android users podcast. clicking on podcast. Contact. You can contact us. About us. Uh, you can find out about us. Privacy. You can read our privacy policy. Telegram community. You can join to the Blind Android Users Telegram community. WhatsApp community. YouTube. Twitter. Instagram. And those are the socials that you can just follow if you like, of course. Accessible Android. Let's go ahead. Going back. We got tabs on the bottom of the screen from left to right. It's home. Apps tab. Glossary tab. Joshua screen reader tab. Forum tab. 
You see five types at the bottom of the screen from left to right. Home is selected as always. And in the home screen, you're going to find out the latest content that we have for you. Collapsed open sidebar button. We also have the sidebar menu where you see the content stream and also the search facility where you can search for anything you like. In this tip, I'll try to show you how to publish March 7th, 2020, how to click web links or phone numbers and text messages. Heading to link. There are the articles or tips that we posted and you can browse through the headings if you like. And go into the apps page. Apps tab. Apps. Selected. You will see the apps that we have for you. Um, those accessible apps we created and still going on. Everyone can send the content. So we will be listing those apps for you. And you can just download those apps through Google Play safely and easily. Welcome to the accessible Android app directory. Suggest app. You see, link. there's a suggest app link. When you click on that, you're going to have a, like a super easy content submitting form. You're going to have the name of the app, the category, if you know, of course, and the URL to the Play Store or any, uh, if it is an open source, you can have the GitHub link and so on. Collapsed. You can choose a filter. Menu pop-up button. There is a filter for you to choose for the apps. We have the categories for you. ASR voice recorder. Heading to link. And the very most recent app is the ASR voice recorder. Glossary tab. Glossary. Going to the Selected. glossary tab, we have the terms related to Android and accessibility, and you can find out what they mean in a super easy to use interface. Welcome to our Android and accessibility glossary page. On this page, you'll find detailed explanation of terms you often encounter in the world of Android and accessibility. If you are a developer, you will have the chance to become more familiar with Android accessibility terminology. There you go. It explains itself a lot, quite well. And Collapsed. Choose a letter. Menu here pop you button. can choose a letter, beginning letter of the word. Terms. Heading 2. A list of the terms you see here. Upgallery. Heading 3. Arm. Heading 3. Add D. Heading 3. Up mirror. Heading 3. Click on an APK mirror. You're going to see what does it do. Up mirror is an app store where free Android apps can be downloaded legally. Beta applications are also easily downloaded and tested from this store, which is supported by many developers. Many apps are directly uploaded here by the developers themselves. So just like this, we have many words and their meanings for you. If you don't know what they mean, you can just go ahead to Glossary and you can find out what they do. And fourth tab, we have Joshua Screen Reader tab. Joshua Screen Reader, the CSR is really popular, you know, so you can just go ahead and download the latest version safely and easily thanks to the developer he lets us to do this forum tab and we got a for room it's pretty uh started right now and uh we don't have much content in here but it's gonna grow with your help and with your content of course and in the right top we have more options more button. options pop-up window share and you can share any page that you have open in the app to the app that you like to socials or anything you like that's how it is it's pretty simple pretty easy to use and you can find out anything the tips and tricks tutorials videos apps glossary that's it for you and i hope you enjoy using this app and thanks for your donations once again thanks for listening to another clip from the blind android users channel 
Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel. Thank you, Sally. Sally, what's the take-up been like of the app so far? You know, the reaction is really great from people. Um, for the first uh, first day on March 15th, we got like 50 downloads outside Turkey, which is a great, great beginning for us. And, well, I like to say that, you know, some people send us messages saying, you know, there used to be something similar in the past. And maybe you guys going to disappear someday. Just don't do that. They said, you know, don't worry. We are here to stay and we're going to grow together. So just keep an eye on us and keep on sending your tips and tricks and reviews. Anything you have in text and we will be covering it. We will be adding into the app in the website. So far, uh, we got a lot of messages from people and we got like over 70 users registered to our website and app, which is great for us. And this is just the beginning. And just watch out because things are getting better and stronger. Presumably, it's like anything else. You know, it's like a book or a CD. To, to promote the app reviews, that would be good on the Play Store. No, you'd quite like those. Of course, you know, if you downloaded the app, please give us a review because it helps a lot. Uh, we only received a few received a few reviews from English speaking people. It's not enough for us to reach out to more people. So if you downloaded the app on Google Play, just take some time to review us. Just write a few words. It's gonna be enough. And of course, don't forget that five stars. You know. And frankly, it's not gonna hurt our feelings if you truly say what what you feel about it. If the uh, yeah. Because if there are any areas that you, you need to be fixed for the app, please let us know because that's what those reviews are. And so if you say, no, nah, this thing sucks, I'm giving it a one star and explain to us as to why it sucks, then we'll fix it. So please uh, get those reviews in because the reviews are actually not a bad thing, but you know, be objective and let us know why you're giving it the rating that you're giving it so that the developer would fix it because we want to hear that there's certain things that doesn't need to be in there let us know so that we'll take the, those off in the next update and features that you want to see in there suggest those as well and see if we're able to implement those features but if we don't hear from you then we're assuming that it, it is good as it is and also don't forget to share the app links with your friend yeah, of course. Just please spread the word because it's so important for us. And about the reviews, please tell us what you think from the developer info on Google Play. It directly reached out to me and I'll pass it to my developer. We're working together thanks to your donations. And the app is all for you. It's your app. It's not just ours. It's your app because and it's here to stay. It's going to stay and it's it's going to improve with your feedback. Feedback is important. That's the reason. Another note for our listeners that this app is free and it does not ask for donations or anything. So listeners, you do not need to fear while downloading the app. It won't ask you for any money. It's completely features, all the features of. And Austin, what is next is we don't have any ads inside the app. 
I think that's a really good thing because uh, they get in the way. You have to either close them out or hit back, uh, depending on the app. Uh, which 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 of those will work? Well, one thing I did wonder, Sally, was if, if someone submits a review to you, uh, does it get published straight away, or do you get to check it? Because uh, obviously what, what folks want on there is sort of quality content that they know works. And if, if anyone can write about anything, do you have a, do you have a screening method for that? Well, of course, like, are you gonna, uh, you're gonna send a review to us, uh, in the app by, uh, going to navigation driver and clicking on contact and submit a content there, you will write your review and you will send us and we need to review that of course to see if there's anything we can add because we have some values you you blind android users and we accessible android both have some values we don't allow any piracy or stuff like that so we need to take a review before you uh directly publish that of course if you pass a certain level if you if you get like like if you're a regular review poster, you will your reviews will be directly in our website and app. It's all about your score. That's really good because because it's not just a value thing as well. Like sometimes people people want to send stuff in and it's great, but occasionally we found you know with the best in the world, no one's fault, but it was just wrong. Like you know what what, what and you wouldn't you obviously wouldn't want to publish that if this is going to be the go to app. So it's great you've got uh, posters yeah. in place to have a look at it. Yeah. Now, Sally, someone may be asking, though, do I need to create an account in order to submit a content? Or uh, I could just open up the app tab on that navigational drawer there on the top left and go to submit a content. You know, uh, just to protect our site from our app and outside from spam, we need to do this, create an account, because that's the only way we can we can get away with it. We will know who is the uh, publisher and that content, and we will have as a gift showing the author meta, like who is that, who is the person posted that review. We don't, we don't post it like anonymously. When you send the content, everybody will know it's you. That's the thing we want to do. So, in other words, one needs to create an account, right? Yeah. And the account creation process, is it found within the app or does one need to go to our website in order to create such an account? Uh, we need to uh, go to the navigation there and in the very top, you will see login. And when you click on login, you will see the options. You can log in with your username and password. And also we integrated Twitter login, Facebook and Google so it's pretty easy if you want to log in. So this, the process is really straightforward. Good. And so one could just go there to uh, create an account or log in. And if you choose to create an account, you could just either use your Google account, your Facebook account. Uh, what about if one wants to create uh, an account using an email? Yeah, Do that's also possible. That? Just Click on register, you type in your email and password you want to use, and there you go. Good. So if you guys are listening to us, you have several ways of becoming part of it. You can install the app, open it up, go to that navigational drawer, as Sally demonstrated 
on the app of the week. And you can just go in, choose that login and use either your Google account or Facebook or choose to register and use whatever email address that you like to register with and now be able to submit content. We want this to be for you, like Sally says, it's your app. And so let's make it truly your app. And if you have something to contribute, please feel free to contribute because that's what makes it uh, becomes a community-based app. And that's what we want this thing truly to be. Yeah. And Sally's a fabulous guy. This is an excellent initiative, but let's remind ourselves that signing up with email is best practice security-wise, folks, uh, rather than using Google or Facebook. Convenient, though they are. But as I say, you know, you'll, you'll be fine to do it with Sally and accessible Android. S- Sally, you, meant, you mentioned spam, and that's very important. Presumably you have uh, some fairly powerful spam features. So someone writes, Pixel is great. That's get, that gets filtered out of spam, does it? Yeah, of course, we're going to spin it out. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> See, oh, my goodness. There we go again. No, it, it, does not, it does not get filtered. The review actually gets replaced by the words, Pixel is made by Fisher Price. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, even, that's even better. That's even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to go in there and nook it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Sally. Appreciate it. And finally, for this week, we have a tip of the week. And it's a knitting pattern from John. Well, it's not a knitting pattern, actually. But John is going to show you how to use a pattern to uh, unlock your phone instead of using a pin or password, something you might have thought previously inaccessible. But here's John's tip. Hi, John here. And for today's tip of the week, I'm going to be showing you how to use a pattern as your screen lock type on your phone. And I'm going to be using a Samsung device today. So it's running Android 13 with One UI 5.1. So depending on what type of device you have, it might be a little bit different how you get to it in the settings. But how you would use the pattern to unlock your phone should be the same no matter what type of device you have. So I'm just going to go ahead and show you how to set it up. I'm going to open settings. Settings. Search settings button. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. And what we're looking for. Wallpaper and style. Wallpapers. Color. Themes. Themes. Wallpaper. Home screen. Layout. App. Lock screen. Screen lock type. Always on display. That's where we want to go. Lock screen. Navigate up button. Lock screen. Search settings, but screen lock type, pattern, base, fingerprints. I'm going to double tap on screen lock type. Confirm pattern. Navigate up button. Now I'm going to put in the pattern I'm currently using. Pattern, pattern started. Pattern completed. Screen lock type. Navigate up button. Okay, so... Screen lock type. Pin, medium high security. Password, high security. Pattern, medium security. Current lock type. Now, when this says medium security, I'm going to explain what that means. Basically, it's just there aren't as many combinations with a pattern as you can have with a pin. 
And there are not as many combinations with a pin as you could have with an alphanumeric password. So that's why it says password is high. Um, pin is medium high and pattern is medium. Because basically it's just if somebody was going to sit there and guess at your pattern or pin, it would take them longer to figure out a pin and even longer to figure out a password. So the actual security is just compromised because there's less patterns. There's still thousands of different patterns you can do. So just figured I'd explain why they're labeled that way. So I'm going to double tap on pattern. Set pattern. Remember this pattern. If you forget it, you'll need to reset your phone and all data will be erased. So I'm going to describe to you what happens when you put in a pattern. There's a pattern area on the screen. And I'd say it's a little larger than what a number pad would be. And it's a little higher up on the screen. It's still on the bottom half of the screen usually but it's a little larger than your number pad area. And it has nine dots or cells in it. So it's a three by three grid of nine cells. And how you make a pattern is you connect dots in that pattern area. So for example, if you wanted if you had a pin that was 2365 and you wanted to do a pattern instead of a pin you could just connect the dots 2365 so you would start where the number 2 would be on a number pad and once that cell was in focus and it vibrated to let you know you had initiated it you could just slide your finger right to where the number three would be then slide your finger down to where the number six would be and then slide it left to where the number five would be and release and that's a lot quicker than actually having to type in a pin that's the main convenience of choosing a pattern over a pin is how quickly you can do it especially once you get used to your pattern so I'm just going to do a couple of demonstrations of patterns and it needs to be at least four cells and it can be up to nine cells because you can't repeat numbers and you can do as many as you want. So between four and nine. So I'm just going to put my finger down on the screen. Remember this pattern. Draw your unlock pattern. Pattern area. Okay, so now I'm in the pattern area, but I'm not on a cell. I'm just going to keep moving my finger until I find a cell. Pattern started. Cell 1 added. So as you can see, cell 1 is added, and it vibrated to let me know as soon as it happened. I'm going to move to the right. Cell 2 added. I'm going to keep moving to the right. Cell 3 added. Now I'm going to move down. Cell 6 added. I'm going to move to the left. Cell 5 added. Keep going left. Cell 4 added. Go down. Cell 7 added. Move to the right. Cell 8 added. Cell 9 added. Pattern completed.
And then I lifted my finger. So I basically went across the top, down, back to the left, down, and back to the right. So I basically drew what looks like, if you know what a number two looks like on a digital clock, that's basically the pattern I drew. And that used all nine cells. And like I said, you don't have to use nine, you can just use four. But that's just an example of one pattern. I'll show you another example. Retry button. So I'm going to hit retry. Draw your unlock pattern. If you, you can also do diagonal if you want, so. Pattern area. Pattern started. Cell one added. If I move down to the right, that's going to go to cell five. Cell five added. Then I can move diagonally up to the right. Cell three added. Then I can move back to the left to go to cell two. Cell two added. Can go down and left. Cell four added. Now that's five cells, so I could stop here if I wanted, because I only need four. Pattern completed. Pattern saved. So as you can see, there's a bunch of different, there's literally thousands of combinations you could do for your pattern. Just to demonstrate, I'm going to make it something simple, so I'm going to hit retry. Retry button. Draw your unlock pattern. One thing I suggest is not starting with cell 5, because that's in the center. So if you s start on the outside, you can just slide your finger towards the pattern area, and you'll hear when you're in it. And then you can try to find the cell that starts your pattern. So I'm going to just do something simple, like... Draw your pattern area. Pattern started. Cell 1 added. This is going to go to 2. Cell 2 added. Down to 5. Cell 5 added. And then left. Cell 4 added. To 4. And release. Pattern completed. Pattern saved. So that's a very simple pattern. Easy to do. And I'm going to hit in the bottom Continue right. Continue button. Continue. Now you're going to have to confirm your pattern. So because like a just like a password or a pin, you need to make sure you get it right. Draw the pattern again to confirm it. So I'm going to do it again. Pattern started. Cell 2, cell 5, cell 4 added. Pattern completed. Your unlock pattern has been set as. Okay, so my unlock pattern is set. I just need confirm to Confirm button. Confirm at the bottom right. Turn on remote unlock. Your PIN, pattern, or password will be securely stored by Samsung. This allows you to unlock your phone in case you forget your unlock method. It also allows you to control a lost phone remotely, even when it's locked. So I'm not going to forget my pattern, so I'm going to skip this. To continue, read and agree to the Cancel button. Turn on button. Cancel button. I'm hitting cancel. Lock screen. Screen lock type, pattern, So base, I'm going to turn off the phone. Screen off. And just show silent. you how you would put your pattern in. So I'm going to turn on the screen. 10.30. Cricket. Draw unlock pattern. Pattern area. Draw unlock pattern. So because I know it starts with cell 1, I'm going to put my finger along the left side of the screen, just start moving draw down. Draw unlock pattern. So right now I'm on where it says draw unlock pattern, so I need to go a little bit lower. Pattern area. Now I'm in the pattern area, but I haven't accessed any cell yet. So I'm just going to feel pattern around. Pattern started. 
cell one added. Until I feel a vibration and it says, pattern started, cell one added. Then I'm going to need to move to the right. Cell two added. Move down. Cell five added. Move left. Cell four added. And then lift. Pattern completed. Device unlocked. And that unlocks Lock my screen. device. Screen off. So I'm going to do it again, but this time I'm going to do it a lot faster because... Once you get used to your pattern, you can do it as fast as you want. You don't have to wait for TalkBack to s announce every cell because you'll feel a vibration as soon as you hit a cell. So if you're on cell one and you move to the right and you feel a vibration, you'll know cell two has been activated. Then you move down till you feel a vibration, then move left till you feel a vibration. So I'm just going to show you. 10.39 a.m. Draw unlock pattern. Pattern area. Just going to draw unlock pattern. Pattern started. Just like that. Pattern completed. I didn't have device to device unlocked. Lock screen. Screen off. Okay. Ringer silent. So I didn't have to wait for it to announce it, which actually I think gives you a little more privacy than actually putting a pin in. Because you could do it really quickly. Once you've practiced it. This isn't going to be easy at first, but the point in this demonstration was just to show you that it is possible using TalkBack, and the more you do it, the quicker you'll be at it, and you'll eventually get to the point where you can do it so quickly that TalkBack won't even say anything, and your phone won't be announcing your pattern out loud. All right, I hope this helps. If any of you were a little apprehensive about trying a pattern, I hope this uh, encourages you to give it a shot, because it in my opinion, it's a much quicker way of unlocking your phone compared to a pen. Okay, thank you for listening. John, you, you were using your Samsung for this, weren't you? Will this work on any phone, or is it a you know? Will the cells be voiced on uh, whichever brand of phone you have? As far as I could tell, it's always worked for me. Um, there's kind of a little bit of a you're not going to be surprised, but there's a little bit of a bug on my Pixel <laughs> phone at the moment where it it doesn't voice the first cell for some reason. So, <laughs> well, um, never. And, and Eddie, you also should try it on your show, me, you know. Yeah, but as far as I know, like, like you, in, Sally, it, you have to try it on the cat. So I know he laughs and cackles <laughs> about the Pixel. I want you to try that thing on the cat, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it doesn't work, Sally? I know you've. I know some of your guys use Xiaomi's. Do, do you think this is a thing that doesn't work? You're gonna see what's happened. <laughs> I think, I think I you're think gonna tell me work. it doesn't work. I think it'll work very slowly on Pixel devices because they have a 128 KB processor. But John, and I, hang on, John. Isn't this because you are running the developer preview though? No, I so I went back to regular stable builds. So I'm running QPR two now or March feature drop, and it's still not voicing the first cell for some reason. And I can't figure out what it is because it was working, and then I updated all my apps, and then it it what it wasn't working. I mean, it's still usable because you know, like once you've put your pattern in a lot, you know where it is. So yeah, so it it's one of those things at Google, 
breaks and google is notorious uh, yeah. google i love you but you guys are so notorious for breaking things that work yeah it's just like the assistant one morning it works the next morning you want to throw that baby out the window it's just unbelievable so it used to work for you but then with the yeah. subsequent updates it broke yeah so i'll be uh, reporting a bug issue about it and hopefully it'll be resolved in the future yeah so ed it's not that it doesn't work on the fisher price so take that withdraw your little (laughs) (laughs) well you try it on the cat and let me know it was a question yeah don't don't try it on the cat because it might work that's your homework ed let us know next week how and you report that to us next week i'm not gonna let you get away with it next week i'm gonna ask you about it next week uh i'm gonna write it down as a reminder (laughs) i might be busy next week uh no i'm gonna try it you have to record it and send it in even if you are busy i hope i hope john's bug is sorted 2047 (laughs) yeah and, you know, the way we're going to hold it down to it is we're going to have you do it as a tip of the week for next week. <laughs> <laughs> or a non-tip of the week. It's going to be how not to use patterns on share of me. We'll see. The cat. We'll, we'll also yeah. see if a hidden settings app has changed it and turning off some of their enhanced thingies that I had to do to get the share sheet to work. Um, so did you try the face recognition? It works pretty well on chat. Yeah, I tried face recognition. Uh, yeah. It's, that, that's fine. Um, I don't and really you, use it that and much. And it actually recognizes your face, Ed. But it's so beautiful, my face. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. It doesn't take much setting up, to be honest. It's so distinctive and Adonis-like that they're less like, Wow, it's Ed Green. Yeah, we'll just recognize that. <laughs> oh Please. my goodness. So in you know, words... I could I I'm like I'm holding up Michelangelo's David or the Mona Lisa in front of my face, basically. It's you know, it's such a beautiful face. So it kind his of his face is so beautiful me. it will open any phone, not just his Yeah. That's Thank right. you very much. Exactly. It's the face <laughs> that opened a thousand phones as they didn't say about Helen of Troy. It will open any phone except Pixels. Pixel phones will say, Please wait, detecting phone. And then 100 years later, <laughs> unable, the camera failed. Yeah. Uh, so here's someone who is so vindictive about the Pixel phones. I'm talking about uh, Austin here. And yet he's always clamoring for them. You think that someone that doesn't like it w- wouldn't be having a Pixel phone. But oh, no, it's the one he wants. Yeah, gone, you broke. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, wh- why you have a Pixel, Austin? If it- <laughs> I have a, I have a so- Pixel to criticize it. Uh, Some no. people just love to complain. Exactly. That's all there is to it. <laughs> uh, we kind of got you figured out. So you can say whatever you want, but the truth is, it's like a lady. You know, you say, oh, I don't want her anymore. I don't want, want to hear from her. But yet at night, you can go to sleep. Hmm, my brother. <laughs> we got you down, Austin. You are right there. Uh, but uh, frankly, Ed, you know, your face gets better looking like mine. That's really good because I tell you, I get better looking every day. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. And that brings us to the end of this week's uh, episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Austin, how can people get in touch with us? Well, that's it from us this week, folks. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.
Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone, and thanks for listening again. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week. Bye.